This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Holly, you've come right at really breaking news dirt time. Oh, yes. So this right out of Los Angeles, California, that Jamie Spears has been suspended as Britney Spears' mm-hmm. conservator of the estate. Yes. Yes. He was vile to her. Oh. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Now, the judge has appointed a individual named John Zabel. He's a CPA as temporary conservator of the estate until December 31st. Now, this guy has quite the resume. He's a CPA. He's been doing business stuff in Hollywood for decades. Do you think he's going to do the forensic analysis oh, of, of um, all of the Jamie Spears management of this state? That's also what he's going to do. That's why Brittany wanted this guy. I mean, this is her pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So John Zabel is a licensed CPA, and he also used to work as an auditor. Uh-huh. So for Erst and Young, oh, yeah, he's so yep, he's going deep. Yeah. So now uh, Jamie must turn over all books and records associated with oh. the conservatorship. And uh, Brittany's attorney, Matthew Rosengart, made it very clear uh, he's not speaking for himself. He says Brittany is begging to get her dad out of the conservatorship. I was following this um, Britney's law army. It's just, it's a lawyer, like an empty lawyer kind of a guy. And he was in the courtroom right. giving the blow by blow of of uh, what Jamie Spears's lawyer was, was saying and what Rosengart and he Rosengart was he was a bulldog man. He was just like she is begging to get out of it. Her dad has been a toxic man in her life. Since she was a kid. That's right. And running the money and making more money than he gives her a month. And an alcoholic and how this even happened. I mean, he was just like laying it all out there. That's right. Yeah, Matthew Rosengart saying that Jamie Spears will be scared that he's going to be called out for the alleged abuse that has happened over the course of Britney Spears's lifetime, not just within the 13 years of right. her conservatorship, and saying that it's outrageous that Jamie is objecting to uh, that the person that wants to be replaced. So there was an objection to this new guy, John Zabel, mm-hmm. saying that Jamie has zero experience or expertise in finance or running a conservatorship. Meanwhile, John Zabel, you go back and look at his career. It's been over 40 years that he has been handling the business affairs of Big Hollywood I bet we're going to find stuff. out so he blew much. $60 million of her dollars yeah, or something. Yeah, I'm wondering because he was a gambling alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, you guys are exactly right. And some of the things that we learn in these various Britney Spears documentaries are unbelievable. Yeah, is that Jamie Spears gave himself a monthly salary that was more than double Britney Spears's mm-hmm. monthly allowance for and herself. Then paid lawyers to give her advice that she couldn't get out of it and then recorded her and then who knows doubling her medication. I mean, Cher said everyone knew that her dad was keeping her medicated to go on stage. I mean, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that people around Britney Spears were apparently very intimidated yeah. by Jamie Spears's presence. He's He would make a good Scientology recruit. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <sighs> 
I mean, he doesn't have any money anymore. I'm glad they didn't get their hands on him. I'm glad he, you know, however he wasted her money. But you just know there's going to be missed. so much dirt coming yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think Brittany so, will want it all out there. Oh yeah. Well, she wants yep. her whole family in jail. Yep. I mean, I know her mom was there to because she she had to. He hit her. She had a domestic violence order on restraining order on him, and they, he hit her oldest son. Yeah, there's a restraining order. Yeah, Britney Spears' oldest son. Yes, yeah, that was d- drawn up a couple of years ago from Kevin Federline. Yeah, saying you cannot come near me or my son. You don't get a slap your grandkid, Mm-mm. punch yeah. him or shove him or whatever. Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy for Britney. I know. Yeah, so it doesn't mean that the conservatorship is being dissolved today. No, right, so, but he's, he's out. Horrible person's out. He's out. The yes. person she wanted out more than anything. I am traumatized. Mm-hmm. She said that three and a half months ago. Yeah, so the new temporary conservator is going to be in place until the end of the year. Oh, I'm so happy for Brittany. I am too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So she got her attorney. The attorney represented her, her well today. That's right. Did he ever? Yeah. And got what she wanted. Oh, wow. Oh. Well, let's uh, continue on with more celebrity justice news. Now, maybe I feel like we maybe we talked about this story this uh, when you were gone, Lori, but rest well tonight that Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie have resolved their differences about Chateau Miraval. Inasmuch as, according to documents, Angelina Jolie has been allowed to sell off her shares in the winery and estate. Her 50%. Yes. Yeah, because they were arguing about the 60-40. Yeah. Because he sold her the other 10% for a dollar. And legally, a gift is a gift is a gift. I quote Judge Judy. (laughs) There you go. I quote Judge Judy on that. He gave her that on their marital wedding night at the Chateau. I will sell you the other 10%. For a dollar. That's why that's where their the argument was about. Yeah. Brad's lawyer was trying to say he that was that shouldn't be, you know what I'm saying? But a gift is a gift is a gift. That's right. Yeah. Truly. Yeah, truly. And so, now she's out of the Chateau Rose all business. Right, there we go. She cashed out. That's hysterical. Oh, we are getting some dirt from Katie Couric's upcoming memoir called yes. Going There. Ooh, is she going there? Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> so the Daily Mail has seen the manuscript, so they claim, of Katie Couric's upcoming book Going There, which is out late in October. She's going to go on an 11-city book tour. And apparently... Here are some of the things that Katie Kirk is writing. Okay. She mocks Deborah Norville, who she replaced on the Today Show, for having relentless perfection. Mm. She's- and I'm going to say something about that. Don't Please. let her let her just right. go about this. No, no. Let it, let's just hear all of this. So these are just some of the bullet point highlights. Katie Kirk putting down Martha Stewart, saying that it took some healthy, humbling Quote, prison will do that to develop a sense of humor. Well, she saw Martha on both sides of that at the Today Show. Yes. Now, Katie Couric is blunt about her love life and says her ex-boyfriend, Brooks Perlin, was a midlife crisis. Oh, I like that she admitted that. Mm -hmm. Yes. And she describes how Prince Harry smelled like booze and cigarettes. (laughs) Yes. Probably when she met him, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Prince Andrew, she observed him cozying up to Jeffrey Epstein (gasps) at a dinner at his New York mansion. That she was at? Mm -hmm. A lot of people. A lot of people went went there. Wow. Wow. Yeah. A lot of people were in that circle. Oh, Katie, tell us more. Well, she is. So Katie Kirk describing being at a dinner party at Jeffrey Epstein's $75 million New York townhouse is, quote, eyes wide shut with a twist. 
Creepy chandeliers and body part art. Oh my God. Oh, I'm going to so read this book. I, I'm, I'm totally. going to read this book. Yes. And that Jeffrey Epstein at this dinner held court in front of the fireplace to the likes of people like Chelsea Handler and Woody Allen and Sunyi Previn, George Stephanopoulos, and Charlie Rose. Everyone was there, Laurie. Right. But notice how he was getting the, the influential media. Yes. Boy, I mean, right. boy, he really, that the whole money thing is so corrupting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your thoughts on Dever Norbel really quick, Julia. She was the only media person that we ever interviewed big time who sent us a thank you note. Yeah. So her perfection. Is it, perfection. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And she visited us at the state fair. Yes, she did. We still have it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No shame in that. Game. I don't think I. We I have to read so. it in context. I just think she's telling us a lot of stuff. Yes. All right, let's let's hit the roads. Yes. Let's see what traffic we got going on here, guys. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. Well, this week's vintage scandal was inspired by our musing about James Bond 007 and how did. The Cubby Broccoli's family get so, you know, to be in charge of this character written by Ian Fleming, you know, the story. And so someone who also uh, wanted to know the story tweeted us a link to the story behind how one family basically has a multi-million dollar cut of the James Bond franchise and okay. uh, it's, I'll paint the picture. It's okay. June 1961. This independent producer by the name of Albert Cubby Broccoli and Harry Saltzman walk into a room with 10 executives from United Artists. They were confident and anxious. They had an option on a series of spy novels by Ian Fleming, and they had, were expiring in a month. And Columbia Pictures said, nah, we don't want it. So they were pitching, hey, United, we a need some film. money yep. to make a movie. Okay. And after 45 minutes and a handshake, they got a million dollars to produce Dr. No, which is the, the first, first bond. Okay. That's the first bond. It is literally the, and, and in 60 years since that handshake, James Bond has become one of the most enduring franchises that don't have spinoffs. That's not, you know, the. Yep. It was a box with the main character. Yeah, with a box office of eighteen billion. Wow. Okay, through twenty five movies, the Broccoli family has creative control of the movies, and the Broccoli's net ten percent of global box office revenue, which for a typical Bond movie is about a hundred million. Wow. Okay, uh, it is a family business, and um, in. So Ian Fleming, in spring of 61, he's getting disenchanted with the entertainment industry. He'd been writing a Bond novel every year since 1952 to great commercial and critical success. And they were filled with, you know, eccentric villains, pithy dialogue, endless sexcapades. And it was a formulaic type of book for him. But it seemed like it was destined for the silver screen. But he... According to Cubby Broccoli's autobiography, When the Snow Melts, all Fleming got for his first novel, Casino Royale, was was $1,000 from CBS to turn it into this forgettable live TV special. Okay. Okay. And and Ian just said, listen, this is this entertainment and TV. It's a jungle. 
And his last hope was he knew this guy, Harry Saltzman, who in 1960 had bought all the rights to the Bond novels, except for Casino Royale, for $50,000. Wow. And he said, I'll pay you 100000 for each book that becomes a film. Okay. And But he didn't have any connections at the studios. But he knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody who did. The they played the Who You Know okay, game. Yeah. And that somebody, it was Cubby Broccoli, who's a 19... He was, he was a Long Island native who descended from an Italian family renowned for farming, you guessed it, broccoli. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and after moving to Hollywood in his 20s, he befriended Howard Hughes at a bar. And Howard Hughes liked broccoli and gave him a break as an agent. And then Cubby went on to represent Lana Turner and Ava Gardner before he's like, I want to make movies. Okay. And he convinced Saltzman to give him 50% of the cut of the bond rights in exchange for him getting the movie made. Sure. So, and that's what he did in the summer of 61 when United gave them, United Artists gave him a million dollars. Now, in 1960, 1960, out of the 2,000 movies that were released that year, fewer than 30 made a million at the box office. So, United giving these two guys a million to make a there's a lot. A lot. A lot, a lot of, money. of money. Okay. And and for United Artists, it was just another movie deal. We'll take in a yeah. gamble on it. And he, no one really thought anything of it. They didn't even know there'd be a second movie, but they gave him a million dollars. And it seemed like United was going to, United Artists was going to regret the thing because at the screening they did for the suits, they just said, well, the only good thing about this movie is we can only lose 840000 Okay. Dr. No felt campy, but remember, it's 1961. Campy is good. The film fit right in with the cultural shift of the early 60s. Okay. The pill was on the verge of coming out and all of this stuff, the psychedelic tone, you know, just kind of all of that. It grossed 41 million at the box office. Wow. But the United Artists was so skeptical about how it would play that they tested whether small-town Americans would embrace a European hero who liked a lot of sex by premiering it in small Oklahoma towns. Muskegee, Ada, and Ponca City, they loved it. They <laughs> loved it. Finally, someone is doing what we wanted. To <laughs> yes, yes. And the theaters, uh, after everyone took their box office, that each of these broccoli and saltsmen each got about ten million dollars because of their deal, and they structured their partnership so that um, they had a holding company for the bond rights called Danju. Okay, Dan Judge or something. I don't Jan Jan Quack, but they did it in Switzerland so they wouldn't have to pay British taxes. Of course. Okay. And Broccoli said, I got to have creative control because I know the movie guys. And Saltzman's like, yeah. So Saltzman, he did other things. He got to, he got to like have a say on the actors. I mean, they did share all that, but Cubby knew he was on to something. And that's why they did a really good deal with United Artists moving forward. But Saltzman started having, so they started, you know, they got the success and they got money. But Saltzman started having, Money problems. He started making bad investments and he invested in Technicolor Inc. and used his share of Dan Dan Jack as collateral. The Uh creditors came calling. Cubby bought Saltzman out. Yep. 
I want to go back to Ian Fleming. Did mm-hmm. because the movie was made, did he get paid the hundred thousand dollars? Yes, he okay. got. He got every 100- time a movie is made, does he still get a hundred thousand yes. dollars? Yeah, okay. yeah, whatever. I, I don't okay. know. So at sixty six, Cubby became, and he was like, you know, um, this happened in. I don't. I don't know what year, but at okay. sixty six, he became the sole owner, and I think he was in his late forties when they did this. Okay, deal. Cubby Broccoli is a hundred percent owner now of. The franchise yeah basically okay. and he they he, they just stayed laser focused and when he died he gave his shares to his daughter and he also has a stepson okay and they have it and it is one of the few second generational huge businesses that stayed in the family wasn't sold off to a major corporation absolutely and, and, and interesting because she's his you know, blood daughter, and, and then he's got a stepson, stepson. but he, they both are, uh, the, you know, the kids are all right. And, and he, he, he said, it's as long as my children are as successful and keep their eye yeah. on it's all about bond. And that's how they've just stayed laser focused. He loved being on the set and, um, his kids have stepped up creatively to the plate. Right. And when now, you know, Amazon owns Bond now because they bought, remember United Artists? Yes, they did. Cratered in uh, 91, then they bought MGM. So Amazon owns it. So every time, you know, there's a Bond movie, they make huge, huge money while the movie company, Sony and you know, they bear the upfront cost. Right. So, so they're they make- the ones who've, had a lot of money out on this Bond movie for two and a half two years. years. Yeah. Yes. So, um, and a, a document from the infamous Sony hack showed that MGM made $179 million for the $1.1 billion grossing Skyfall, and Dan Jack made about 109 So, wow. even though Sony covered half the cost, they just made $57 million. Wow. So, Amazon, they own it now. And so the pressure to, you know, maybe sell just bond might be something Amazon will do because all the money up front is on there. And so that's oh, that's a good I like knowing that. Yeah. Thank I love you. that someone sent it to us. Too. I know it. I that was that makes me happy. That was Salat too. Hello. Salat too. The mother Hello. of Olivia and and Harriet or I love it. Maybe Olivia and cat names. Two cat names. Okay. Cat names. All right. Thank you. There we go. All right. Listen, we come back. Uh, Speaking of Daniel Craig, he had an announcement. He's going right to Broadway. I love this. Oh, let's see if you do. All right. How do we like that song? Do we like that song? Kind of do. Yeah. The song's fun. I still have a problem with MGK, but I, I do yeah. like the song. You know what? I feel like everyone has a problem with him in the sense uh, that, you know, he seems like, uh, I don't know. Kind of got a hot head. He's got a just... hot head, and uh, he, he's got a lady who's, uh, you know, digmatized. Yes. <laughs> That's too bad, because who wants to? Hot-headed people are not. They're, that doesn't go away. It, no, it doesn't. That flaring. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of a, exhausting. I think a it bit. would. It is. It is. I think it would be exhausting. Lori, that was such a good vintage scandal. Yes, I'm just, it was. Because <laughs> I just, now I want to circle back around and make sure that Ian Fleming. He's okay. Got the $100,000 every single time a movie was made. Yes, that or was the deal. It, yeah. That was the deal. And he didn't want to deal with Hollywood. 
No, I love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just saw... I well, just, and some people don't have the wherewithal to get things done, and some people have contacts, you know? Play the who do you know game. Right. Whenever you try to want to make something happen, right. play okay, the who so do you know what, game. What? So the the James Bond news I have... And don't I, tell me he's in Funny Girl. No, on the James Bond um, <laughs> official Twitter, there's okay. a photo of Barbara Broccoli and her brother, Michael G. Wilson. Okay. Who was her dad's yeah. stepson, or maybe adopt? But he gave those two kids have been in charge. I love it since '96. So, okay, so it's soon the day after it premieres in London. 007, No Time to Die. Best dressed woman was Phoebe Bridge, Waller Bridges in that oh, cape I and think jumpsuit. It was Kate. Well, Kate, who Kate. very much looked like uh, she was doing. You know how they always say that. They try and do their homages to Princess Diana. Always. We always hear this. Well, People Magazine had a photo of Princess Diana meeting Roger Moore in 1985, and her dress is pleated the exact same way that Kate's is. But it's in silver, not Who gold. Who on the staff has that time well, to research Well, they just look and see when right, was Princess right, Diana fine. at a red right, carpet with fine. Bond. Because the royal family, they always show up. They like a, you know, it's a quintessential British character, right? Right. Very, very much so, I yeah. mean, there's people who feel proprietary about, uh, you know, Captain Jack Sparrow. But I will say that Bond has got a little bit more... And about, you know, 20 more movies. But she was in a dazzling, long sleeve, diaphanous, metallic gown, just like Kate. Gorgeous. Okay, so that is happening. But what was announced is that Daniel Craig, a.k.a. his final bond, will open on Broadway. In what? In Macbeth with Ruth Naga as Lady Macbeth. Well, good for them. Who's going to go see that? Well... (laughs) Here's here's the thing, Julia. There are you know this is the most um, you know Shakespeare of all plays, but Sam Gold is directing it. Here's the thing: there is a slight chance, apparently, based on what they're saying about this movie, could Daniel Craig get Say, nominated? Well, and would he not leave Bond? Has well, enough time passed? Well, he's already done with Bond. Are you sure? Yeah, all right. yeah, that's a done deal. All right. Yeah, yeah it's from what d- I understand, it's, it's a done, done, done deal. Right. And he knew that. He told us that two years ago when he oh, was when promoting this. Yeah, put glass in my <laughs> eye if I have to do yeah, this again. But remember, I feel like maybe time heals wounds. No, no, he had a five picture right. deal. Notice his wife. Where was Rachel last? She night? wasn't there. Okay. Anyway, maybe so she's pregnant with another child. He will be on stage in New York during the month of Oscar voting. So even if there was a chance, he's not going to be able to do. Do anything, but it is weird timing. Maybe he wants a Tony nomination. He's been on Broadway before. He was in Betrayal um, and in a two-man play with Hugh Jackman. So he's been, he's wanted the Broadway, but here's the thing that um, Roger Friedman is pointing out. At the same time, Daniel Craig will be on, you know, Macbeth on stage. You know, the Coen brothers have Macbeth the movie version with Denzel Washington that is Friedman said that is going to get a best picture, a best actor. Yes. Cause it's the Coen brothers. Maybe it'll be their take on Shakespeare. Exactly. And even if it only makes two cents at the box office, the fact that the Coen brothers are doing Macbeth 
And he thinks the Broadway people should have waited to do Macbeth until the movie. Well, this is the thing. And this happened. That's with, a lot of Macbeth. There was even a for lot the most of Shakespeare. And there was a lot of the one Mamma Mia's at the same time. Yes. I agree that people overlap too much sometimes. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot. It's a lot. a lot. It's a lot of Shakespeare. Yes, I would agree. So anyway, and I guess, yeah, I didn't even really realize that the Coen brothers had were doing Shakespeare, Macbeth, and with Denzel. But it is true. I saw a poster. Okay, can I tell you something? Cher has tweeted her happiness Uh, to... To Brittany, Brittany, tell me. Okay, it's so sweet. You know, Cher... What we found out, you know, after that hearing, people who have been speaking with Brittany felt okay to... To talk about it. Talk about it. And so here's what Cher tweeted just like 20 minutes ago. Thank God, stars emoji, stars. I've talked and prayed about this for four years, clapping hands. I'm more than thrilled for her. Cakes and explosions of uh, bless our superstar. And then she said, pray this will be the start. And then she's little feet of a new life. Brittany, love me. Cher and Brittany are friends. Cher came out and said that it was an open secret that her dad was drugging her to perform. Didn't you hear this? Yes, 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 yes. yes, In your Britney versus Spears, or you haven't seen that one yet? I've not finished with that one yet. But I mean, it's just just criminal what this guy did to her. Yeah. For power. Yeah, yeah. But Mm. I mean, the fact that even you can have as famous of a friend as Cher and nothing, you can't do anything. Right. He had her... There'll be a movie about this. Oh, of course there's oh, going to be a movie. my gosh. Of course there's going to be a movie. Yeah, Brittany must be so happy. She just looked at Sam, and, and she's also got to be happy now that, you know, she put her foot down when she put her foot down and stopped, um, you know, said, I'm not going to perform. Yeah. But I would want to know what happened to my damn money. Well, that's what they're going to find out. Yeah, that would really be a thing that would bother me. Oh, beyond yeah. belief. That's Just a bit. That's Just a bit. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. Like it's just you can't. You can't. You couldn't make this up. It's Mm-mm. like the most. You wouldn't believe it if it was in a movie. Right. No, you're right. Oprah better start preparing for that whenever Britney feels up. Okay. For that. Can I tell you guys what do you think? Well, I'm saving it for tomorrow. Oh, you are. I am. <laughs> okay. okay. How about going a tour of? What are they going to call this Academy of Muse- Museum it's of dumb. Movies? It is the worst name. I told you. The Academy Museum of Motion Pictures. No. Just call it. It's the A. The Movie Museum. I like it, Grant. The Movie Museum. Simple. Thank you. Thank Gets it you. done. The Movie Museum. I like well, that. Holly posted, if you want to just go on a little tiny virtual tour. I, I went, yeah, it's it's amazing. It, well, I think so, and they're going to have like... Uh, I can't wait to go and tour this. Same, and I hope people will donate their memorabilia and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a Planet place. Hollywood. You can do that anymore. and still own it and just lease it to the museum, yeah. so it's not like you have to give Look it away. Look at you, Grant, because Grant's a memorabilia guy. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. right. Someday, hopefully, some museum right. will want what I got. But. Okay, I'm sure they will. <laughs> Hang on to it. Oh, thank you, everyone. What a funny day. This was fun. All right, so tomorrow we're going to find out at 8 a.m. what Project Down and Dirty is. Woo-hoo-hoo.